like the old adage, adage says, iron sharpens iron. Problem is where CrossFit media fits in, there is nobody to compete with. Is that the plan or will nobody step up? Let's riff. Welcome back to Scott Riffs. Where has CrossFit missed the mark? And I want you to listen closely because she does something very tricky here that really pissed me off. You are not presenting accurate facts. You are manipulating what you're presenting to suck people into your narrative. CrossFit takes note or gets out of the way. One or the other, because this train's moving forward because of people like you. Come on. I'm too much of an alpha at times uh, to want to uh, conform too much. And I, and I would rather be all of me. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Scott Riffs. Uh, we are here tonight, and we're going to talk about media. So first and foremost, I am going to talk about Kat and I's experience at Wadapalooza, and it will give you a little bit of a backstory as to where this riff comes from. So we get to Wadapalooza. Um, we had applied for media credentials weeks before we left. We were granted those a day after we applied. All was good. We show up in Miami, we get to Bayfront Park, we go to Well Call, and there are two of us, and we have one band for admission and two lens waivers. So one of us has a lens waiver, and we can't even get into the park. And Elise, you're too much. Thank you so much. Um, man, you know how to get me out of my riff, but you're the best. Thank you. So we get to uh, Will Call. We only have one admission. Thank God Thursday was free admission at Wadapalooza. So we got in that day. We got in. We did some uh, We did some pictures. We kind of walked around. We met some people. We emailed the media people and said, hey, there was a screw up at Will Call. We don't have the right credentials. Uh, next day, there's another band there for me. Uh, Kat took the other one for admission. Um, we had two lens waivers and we still were not able to access the media pits as a group. Um, so that happened. We kept fighting and clawing. Finally on Sunday, we get a placard. That's the last day of Wadapalooza. We've already been there three full days. Finally get a placard. So was all this intentional or was it just an accident? Uh, I hope it wasn't intentional but these things never seem to happen to people who are in the space and who are the OGs of the sport. Um, if you're the buttery bros or Craig Ritchie or talking elite fitness, you get to go pretty much wherever you want to go at these events. If you are anybody else, you have to fight scratch claw to get the media credentials to be able to do what you want to do. And just so you all know, the vision for Clydesdale Media, we love being a podcast for most of the year. But when we're at events, we want to get sound bites. 
We want to hear from the athletes. We want to do stuff like quick, short soundbite live things that come across to all of you to give you some behind the scenes as to what's going on at, um, at the event. Uh, it's very much what we did at semifinals last year, uh, where we were interviewing at least one athlete from every heat, um, asking how the event went, all of those things, getting those up on Instagram as soon as possible. And we want to build on that. We want that to go straight to YouTube. We want it to be live. We want it to be a more interactive for you all. But every, every year, and this will be, we'll be going into our third season as a media company. We have had to scratch claw climb to get where we are. Um, last year at semifinals, um, we were kicked out of the media room because there wasn't enough room. We had to kind of make do with our own little setup which actually turned out to be better in the long run at Granite Games. There was no room in the media room again. I had to use my hotspot outside at a cafeteria um, table outside a concession stand at the stadium to get content up. Um, All of that has made me better. And I appreciate that I've had to go through that, but at some point I shouldn't have to do um, all this fighting and all of this scratching and clawing to get where I want to go. So my riffs have two parts. Uh, my first one part is on-site media. The other part is the broadcast. So let's start on light on-site. Um, as we said, uh, we've been fighting for years to be on-site, get great content, pictures, video, sound bites that we can get to you as quickly as possible. And I think the problem is part on, on our part where we have been trying to follow the rules, do what's best for what we think everybody and not be loud and obnoxious about it. But what Kat and I have decided at Wadapalooza is that we need to use the relationships that we have built um, to get the access we need to get where we need to go and stop being Mr. Nice Guy about it. And we're going to fight and claw even harder if we have to go through this again. Uh, The surprising thing to me is that external media is treated like true outsiders. If you were not part of CrossFit in the early days, you're kind of looked at as an outsider, which is very different than other sports. In other sports, media are treated like royalty. The press boxes are full of food and great amenities and things like that because the teams and the leagues want the best reporting possible on their sport. So they treat their media members very, very well. CrossFit never got that memo. And I think it comes from a place where in the early days, they did their own media. They didn't have outside media. So they don't know what it's like to bring in outside media to cover the sport. And I think they're getting a little bit better. Last year, the media area at the games was awesome. Uh, Semifinals, not so much, but the games, it did step up a little bit. So I'm hoping that this is trending in a good direction. The frustration for me, and I'm going to just tell a couple story or one story in particular, is that there are people that can go anywhere they want. They can go to the warm-up area. They can go to on the floor. They can do all these things. And most of us are struggling just to get in the media pit. Last year at the games, we got one pat pit pass to 
Um, we got one pit pass to be in the pit at the games in the Coliseum. Um, and what happened was I was sitting there in my spot, taking pictures, talking to athletes, doing all that. And one of the mayhem people came up behind me and kind of shoved me out of the way. And I looked at one of the executives and said, like, what, what's the deal with this? And the executive said, well, they're from mayhem. They get precedence over you. That rubbed me the wrong way. Big time. Um, I am working just as hard as the 10 mayhem people that are in the pit. Granted, I am just one person with one pit pass for my company. Um, and Kat and Amy were in the, in the, uh, stands taking pictures and doing things there, but I was the only one in the pit and that just pissed me off that I was told that mayhem gets precedence over me. I love mayhem. Rich is my favorite CrossFit athlete of all time, but to be treated that way was, uh, just ridiculous. And so I think the CrossFit needs to take a look at, uh, what they're doing. And what we need to do is we want to be a podcast most of the year, but we are a media company at events and we want to bring more content like that. So now I want to get to broadcast media. So last weekend, because of the packed crowds and we and the media pits being so small, Kat and I could only pick and choose events that we could see live. So once we did that, we would head back to our Airbnb and we would watch the rest on the TV. And I got to say, I've been at, I've been doing a lot of live events, so I don't watch the broadcast as much as I used to. Um, what I found is the broadcast has not changed since 2014. They are using the same graphics. They are using the same B-roll type footage. They're doing the same narration over a drone shot. Um, it's the same announcers. And I, and I have nothing, nothing against the announcers that are there. But what differentiates CrossFit from other sports again is that in the NFL, there is NBC, CBS, ESPN, uh, Fox, all competing for market share. And that competition breeds creativity. Without that creativity, you don't have a first down line marker on the field uh, in the NFL. You don't have a catcher's cam. You don't have the strike zone shot for baseball. You don't have the pylon cam or the camera that zips over top the field in football. All those innovations came because those people were competing for market share. Um, and so it's very frustrating. The other thing that I've been banging the drum on forever is that the broadcast focuses on the top five. There were times in the lifting event in particular, because I didn't watch every event on the broadcast, the lifting event in particular, as soon as it was done in the elite teams, they would say team A was the highest lift in this heat. And they didn't show a single lift from that team. So the team that lifted the most didn't even get any airtime in the heat. Things like that have to change just because they're not the name. Doesn't mean we don't want to see the big lift. Um, thank God Gee and Sam dancer and Tola 
are big names and we got to see what they could put up. Um, in addition, um, I think that the games, when they get broadcast on CBS, that is the opportunity for CrossFit to step up, get as much innovation out there as possible to show the sport to the masses the best that they can and use things like more modern graphics, different camera angles. How about attach some cameras to rigs, machines, uh, in the finish mat, uh, getting more POV, i.e. The, the pylon cam and the catcher cam from Major League Baseball and football. Uh, these are just a few ideas that I came up with putting came up with putting this together. Can you imagine having a GoPro in the finish mat and being able to see a head-on view of two people racing to the finish mat? That would be incredible. Um, or put a GoPro on one of the bikes when Tim Paulson is going full send and you get to see like a firsthand view of his face um, going nuts on that bike. These are little things that could change and give a different perspective and a more exciting uh, piece to the sport. That's, that's what needs to happen. Um, I am spoiled when I'm at live events because I can see the whole floor. So I get to choose my own story. And what that does is when I do have to watch the broadcast, then I, it's more noticeable to me what's missing from that broadcast. Because when I'm there live, I get to pick and choose who I'm watching, who's in the lead, who's doing the big lift. And that uh, is exciting, way more exciting than what I'm being shown on the broadcast. So in summation, uh, growing the sport is more than just programming and the feats of the athletes. It's presenting the action in a way that is appealing to everyone, not just OG CrossFitters. Let's make some smart changes, allow creators to be creative, and show off this sport in the way that it was meant to be. Riff done. I'll go back here and check some of the comments. Um, Melly B, these events are run by people who are passionate about CrossFit, but without deep experience in many of the areas they manage. The media setup is an example of that. As the sport becomes more professional, I'll go ahead and put this up for everybody. There's the first part. As the sport becomes more professionally, professional, it will hopefully improve. So you guys have to try to operate in such hard conditions. I, I'm not looking for sympathy for what we have to do. I think it's made me stronger. I think it's made me more passionate about what I want to accomplish by having to go through these growing pains. But it's something that I'm hoping it, at some point we earn the right uh, to be there and not have to fight for it. Uh, Travis, I love my shirt, man. I wear it all the time. I'm uh, glad you noticed. Uh, Kenneth the Lap says, moving into streaming, Peacock, Amazon, all stream live sports now. They do. Um, and I think that uh, the Sevon podcast and the Hiller with Fit Wars and um, Zalos game showed that it doesn't even take a lot of money to pull off different ideas and different aspects of things. They gave us better perspectives, better analysis, 
using iPhone cameras than we're getting right now with the stale way that CrossFit is broadcasting. And I know that CrossFit isn't doing the broadcast anymore, but I think they're hiring a team that were the same people that did the broadcast back in the day. And one other thing I want to point out when you are there live, this tendency to stay in the same middle lanes the whole time is very obvious when you're watching live because the cameraman stands right in the middle, blocking the sight lines for those people watching like from the rig across the floor because the cameraman is right in front of the athlete doing whatever it is they're doing. And it's very, very noticeable uh, to that. Um, Elise says, just have Cat be your Sousa and sneak all the places she isn't supposed to and push all the boundaries. We actually sat down with Sousa uh, at Wadapalooza to ask, like, just act like we we were be that just act like we should be there. And he's like, that's all I do is just act like I'm supposed to be there. Um, we tried it a couple times, and even we saw Sousa get booted a couple times uh, in that process. Um, it was a lot harder than it seemed into the weekend. It was a lot easier on like Thursday and Friday before the massive crowd showed up. And Elise, thank you very much. You guys are fighters. I can't wait till you finally get access you deserve. We've gotten good access, but we've had to kind of create it on our own. And uh, and we're and again, we've learned a lot from that. So I'm super, super um, proud of the way that Kat and Amy uh, and Charlie and I have reacted to these situations and fought and got to where we were. Um, Travis says, Kat took care of me last weekend bringing food. She did an amazing job. Uh, Kat loves you guys. And uh, she wanted to make sure that you guys had good, refreshing acai bowls and things like that to be able to sustain yourself. Because every time we walked past the Paper Street Coffee tent and the Vindicate tent, the <laughs> the line was through the door or through the the uh, pavilion. Um, I don't think I got to speak to Travis more than eight words because every time I was there, uh, he was so freaking busy. I hope you had a successful weekend, Travis. It looked like you did from the outside. Um, I hope it was well worth your trip there. So, um, well, those are the comments. Um, I'm so excited to go into our third season. Um, I do know who's running the Orlando semifinal, which means we will probably have some decent access down there. Um, I don't know who's running Pasadena, um, but I'm trying to find out. So, uh, hopefully we can do the things we do best, um, and look for some photo dumps, um, Kat and I did get some decent pictures, uh, from Wadapalooza and, uh, and, uh, yeah, everything, uh, hopefully will be great. And you'll see some pictures from Wadapalooza and Travis ran out of stuff to sell. So he started selling his body at the end. And that's when the line got super long, Nick. <clears throat> and I cannot wait to meet Nick in person at Pasadena that will be my first trip to California, believe it or not. Um, so, and Travis says, take a look uh, at me for times latest post and you'll see how successful it was. 
Um, so I will, I will check that out as soon as I get off the air here. Anything for sale, Nick. I have no morals when it comes to money. Uh, you may get more cease and desist from that, Travis. Uh, just saying. But with that, uh, I'm going to end this for tonight. Thank you all for jumping on. You guys are the best. We will see you next time on Scott Riffs. Scott Riffs.